You're listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast, your new home for inspiration, family, sports conversations, and a lot of other stuff. We're your all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life and your weekly mirror check before you go change the world, baby. Enjoy the show. Back to the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life, wherever you are today and however you are listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. We thank you again for making us a part of your morning, your day, and your week. We are your weekly mirror check before you go change the world. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and the Twitter. Download, like, share, subscribe. Go change the world. We thank you again for joining us and for supporting our show once again. Got a topic on my heart for you guys today that I want to share with you. There's so many personalities that I like that out here. So you guys are listening to probably uh, can relate to this pretty easily. But then there's some of you who just can't seem to get over this particular hump. No matter how much you try, it just doesn't seem to work out long term for you. But I want to talk about being organized. It's like a pretty simple general topic, but it really has a lot of important applications to it. So I want to try to jump into it with you. But there is a passage in scripture, Habakkuk second chapter, verse two. Uh, it basically says, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. I like this because even though you may not write something down that somebody's going to take and carry on, it is such a power in writing your goals down, writing your dreams down, writing down your plans. It makes such a difference. I would even venture to say that it's important for generations to come. Look at all the time that if you've read scripture at any point in time, you've seen how important it is to pass down the proper traditions to the next generation, whether it be how to pray or whether it be perhaps how to deal with disputes within the community, things like that. Those things are passed down from generation to generation because, you know, they've been implemented by God and they work and you pass it down so that the next generation is not not trying to sit here trying to figure it out. They have some standards or morals or values to live by and, and walk by. When, when, I, when I hear passages like this, I think about certain words in it, like write your answer plainly so the one that can carry the correct message to others. There's nothing worse than ha- having something that you have see- deemed as a, a lifelong dream or goal for it to be misinterpreted, for it to be misunderstood. A lot of times that happens mainly because we keep it in our heads and we think that that's the safest place for it. Nobody can see it. Nobody can find it. Nobody can steal it. Nobody can misuse it. But it's to your detriment because then you have to rely on your own memory 
to recall everything that you were talking about, what you were thinking about, what you were planning to do, because you didn't organize, you didn't plan, you didn't write it down and document it so that you can implement it. I know people who said it all the time, I don't have to write nothing down, it's all in my head. Is that a good thing? What else is in your head? Your grocery list. Work duties and responsibilities on your job. Projects that you are part of that you're to bring a certain amount of data and information to the table. Something your wife asked you to do or to-do list. Pick up your kids from practice or take them to recitals or rehearsals. And along with that, who knows what other kind of family obligations you may have outside of that. All that stuff is inside of your head. You have to have a meeting with somebody from the church. All that stuff is in your head, along with the goals and plans that you didn't write down. Of course, there's an inherent danger to forgetting what you're supposed to be doing. It happens all the time. I read a book about building business habits, and the author shared about how he got an epiphany that he needed to approach God like he would an investment banker. He had a epiphany that he should approach God in the same way, in the same manner that he would an investment banker. How much time do you prepare? What data do you have? What history do you have of this situation? What do you bring into the table? What research do you do prior to coming to the investment banker? There's so many little details that I believe this author kind of hit on that sparked something in me. Because a lot of times when we go to God, we just give him a random blank sheet and say, no, this is what I want. This doesn't make sense. It's not planned out. There's no detail. There's no data brought to the table. There's no goal. There's no timeline. Somebody once said, if you have a goal without a timeline, it's just a wish. We normally go to God with a request more emblematic of a spoiled child. I want candy, Lord. Thank you. Amen. But do we offer the history and the heritage of what has been done as evidence? Maybe perhaps what, what God has done in the lives of somebody else way back in the past. There's precedence all throughout scripture for what the Lord will do and how he will respond in certain situations. Do we ask for something that lines up with his previous promises? Are we asking for things that positively impact his kingdom or do they help us build our own empires? Those things are important. Important to discern and differentiate between. James 4 and 3 says that we ask and we don't receive because our motives are all wrong. We only want things that give us pleasure. Do you go to God like you would an investment banker? Do you have all your information and your data and all your history and all of your details in place? Why are we so afraid of being organized? All the melancholies are like, I know that's right. There's a quote that says, for every minute spent in organizing, an hour is earned. For every minute spent in organizing, an hour is earned. Something as simple as writing down your goals and dreams seems foreign in so many people because they either have a hang up about somebody else seeing their dreams or they have a hang up about just being organized and detailed and disciplined in their life enough to write down the things that they have to take care of. I mean, how would you want your grocery list given to you? Verbally 
or would you rather have it written down on a list on paper, every item individually written out? If you didn't, if you had the first choice and you're trying to memorize it, you probably go to the store and buy more things than you need and not the things you actually need in your house. Something as simple as that grocery list is important that it is written down somewhere. So you actually get the things that you need to get. You may add some things to the list that you see might be on sale. Might be something you're thinking about trying anyway. But the list is taken care of because what? It's written down. Organization allows us to focus on the most important matters and not spend time always in maintenance mode. Like to-do lists and other assorted messes in our life. There are even experts who believe that decluttering, clearing away messes and junk piles, cleaning dresses and drawers, and cleaning bathroom sinks and countertops are good for the cardiovascular and for your state of mind. Which is easier to wipe down? A kitchen counter that's just empty? Or a kitchen counter that has seven cups, two glasses, a small stack of plates, a few pieces of silverware, a vase, a box of cookies, and some spare change? Which one is easier to clean? And wipe down. Being organized does something so simple that we often miss it. Writing out our goals and dreams aren't just to create feel-good moments. Organization of this kind provides us with the most important commodity known to man. It gives us time back. I know because I learned this the hard way myself. Some folks scrapbook because they believe the memories are worth keeping and somehow therapeutic to look back. And see what you've done and experienced. Perhaps that's true. I don't know. Writing down goals and dreams and plans for the future. Works similarly. Except that this is a way to keep your why in front of you. You may not like the way you your handwriting looks. You may not like, like the idea of putting your goals and dreams out. So somebody comes to your house or to your office. They might see your goals and dreams there. That may make you uncomfortable. But it's therapeutic for you because now your why is in front of you. It draws out the purpose for why you're approaching said goal. It reminds you, well, me at least, of the people that are connected to this goal and also are impacted by my goal. I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but at some point in time, we made a recent change in, in about the past six months where I put all my goals and dreams on whiteboards in my bedroom. Now, a lot of things can go up on the wall in your bedroom, but I put my goals and dreams there because in a lot of cases, I might work in my bedroom because of spacing issues, or I may go in there to to, to meditate and, and plan some things out, write some new goals down, make some adjustments to old goals, things of that nature. But the, the, the thing about it is that that's where you wake up and that's where you go to sleep. So now I'm seeing the goal all the time. I'm seeing the people attached to the goal all the time and the impact it has on other people. I'm seeing that all the time now. And it's changed the way I address it because it's in front of me. It's been written down. The vision is made clear. So now I know that, you know, I have to, I, it's, hard, it's hard for me to avoid the goal now. It's hard for me to put the dream on, 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 on the back burner because now I see it all the time. I think that's a good thing. The personal responsibility piece of my, of my goal, of my journey gets really real. And it's very humbling at the same time. See, the world around us teaches us that we should go for ourselves and do us. But we can't even do that without somebody's help or support, somebody's encouragement, somebody's insight, somebody's door opening ability. 
we need other people to help us accomplish our goals, especially the goals that really matter. Got a pro tip for you. If your goal or dream is solely centered on you, it sucks. Toss it out and get a new one. If your goal or dream is solely centered on you and you alone, it sucks. Toss it out and get a new one. Your goal or dream should be able to include or impact or affect or influence other people other than you. Whether it's a neighborhood or a community or a family or even a nation. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, or even if you're not, look at this as a social experiment. Take a pad and pen, right? Write down everything you do every day for seven days. Yeah, you heard me right. Take a pad and pen, write down everything you do every day for seven days. Every phone call, every sales lead, every meeting over coffee, every teleconference, every book or chapter that you read out of the book. Every video you watch, every podcast you listen to, everything. You would be shocked at how much or how little you've done. It would change your perspective guaranteed 100%. Now, after you do that, then equate that to your goals as a business owner. Does what you do every day get you closer to your goals or further away from them? Are you building a stronger capacity for what you believe you will have? Or are you going weaker through complacency or mishandling of the resource we, we know is time? If a famous author told you to do this, you'd be falling all over yourself to get it done. This is just coming from a friend who cares about you. Try that experiment. Tell me what you've learned. Where do you see? What's necessary to change? You probably thought the episode was all about a dream board, right? The power of the pen. But this is definitely not about a dream. Or a dream board. It's definitely about a dream. But it's about goals. It's about plans. It's about being organized. A few tips, man. Just write it down. The plan being in your head is pretty useless. And prone to falling into the sea of forgetfulness. Just write it down. Use plain language. Make sure it's easily understood by anyone, especially somebody that's fully committed to supporting you, whether it be a spouse, a best friend, a family member, or a mentor. It should be easily understood. It should be in plain language so that they, even they can understand it. There was an old question somebody asked me several years ago, a friend of mine, and they asked, if somebody came to you with a blank check and said, tell them the amount you needed and what specific dream you want to have funded, what would you tell them? That was a hard question. You can pretend with me, but the truth is most folks probably wouldn't know the answer to that because they haven't planned that far in advance. They haven't documented any goals and plans. They're just thinking about stuff. It's in the creative con- conceptual phase. They haven't done the prep work. You would need to do if you're going to have a meeting scheduled with an investment banker, right? Do the research now as if you have a meeting scheduled with an investment banker. Do the research now. Write out the plans now. Document the budget now. All the funds that have acquired, write them all out now. Look at locations. Look at logistics. Look at personnel or human resources if that's required. The more you do, the less the investor will have to do to make a quality decision to help you or invest in you. If you watch Shark Tank, you know what I'm talking about. Plan, prepare, and then proceed. Plan, prepare, and then proceed. 
Write it down. Write the goals and dreams down. Use plain language. Make it clear and plain. Prepare and run with it. Thank you for joining us on our show, wherever you are. How are you hearing our show? They call me Mr. You, the podcast. Thanks for listening. And please, enjoy the music. Hope this talk helped you. Have a great day. Coach out. Thanks again for listening to the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all of our full-length live episodes. And of course, if you're an audio listener, wherever you enjoy your podcast listening, you can find the Call Me Mr. You, the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. Go change the world. Coach out.